Hello, everybody, and thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. I am your host, Tanner Dizzle, and I'm joined by Sam Godsey, and he is the other half of the dynamic duo, the tremendous tandem, the uh, precocious pair, if you will. Those off the dome. I'm actually kind of impressed with myself. (laughs) On today's episode, we are going to have a little update, the two playoff tournaments that are happening right now in the NBA and the NHL. We're going to go on the green. We just had the PGA Championship wrap up, so Godsey is going to fill us in a little bit on that. We're going to go back on the diamonds check in in the baseball world and to wrap it up we are going to give our opinion of the worst uniforms in sports and they gave me five so it should be a good episode sam how you doing today brother doing well other than the fact that at the time of recording i am currently in a tornado warning but other than that it, it's all good man how about yeah. you? Yeah, no, and tornado warnings are great. I mean, I, I'm now doing well because, well, A, I'm not in a tornado warning, even though we're, we are only like an hour and a half away from each other. But I just had the fire alarm go off in my apartment. So that was tons of fun dealing with that. And of course, it could have been worse timing. Could go off right now. Knock on wood, hoping it doesn't. But we're good. We're ready to get into it. So, Sam, talk to me about basketball what's going on who's playing and how's it looking yeah so as y'all know the uh nba conference finals are well underway uh both teams are in game five uh the celtics and the heat are currently playing honestly uh not really too entertaining as uh i'm sure shocker you have seen i mean the heat celtics are tied to he took care of business game one, game two Celtics took care of business. Game three was competitive. Uh, he won by six and then the Celtics beat him by 20. <laughs> and then on the other side, uh, Warriors are, were up three, three Oh, uh, handling the Mavs pretty handedly. And then game four, the Mavs, uh, decided to start playing basketball again. So that series is at three, uh, to one. So not a whole lot of great basketball being played. I mean, right now, uh, night of recording, uh, the Celtics and the Heat are just about to wrap up uh, the first quarter and it's tied at 17. Look, <laughs> not a lot of offense in uh, out in Miami for game five, but look, I, I think it's really telling right now. I w- honestly say the most I've paid attention to the two series, other than having it casually on in the background, is in the Dallas Golden State series game four, which was yesterday. They had the they had a rain delay inside, and I was yeah. locked in on this rain delay because <laughs> it was just incredible. It was box office. I couldn't take my eyes off. And then over in the Miami Boston series, I mean, the most I paid attention is when honestly when Jason Tatum went out with that injury because I was yeah. just so worried that. A guy that, I mean, last episode we had spent minutes raving about this guy and how well he's playing. Could he, his absence, just make the NBA playoffs that much worse? But luckily, he came back that game. They did fix the leak. So they were able to play basketball. Mavericks ended up winning that game. Mavericks shot the hell out of the basketball. Bro, and I feel like, specifically in this Boston-Miami series, like, 
I don't get how there are so many series that are close series, but don't have close games. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it literally just like one day Boston beats them by 20, one day Miami beats them by 20. And like, I'm just yeah. curious, man, as, as a fan, would you rather have a series like this or would you rather have just like a, almost like a, a sweeper, gentleman sweep, but like the games are competitive. I, I mean, that's an interesting. I thought the, I mean, obviously a sweep everyone's looking at, um, the Nets and uh, Celtics, those are fun. Like that's probably Bro, the I was last, locked in on those the, games. The last series, I was like, "Oh wow, like that's crazy." And then, yeah, it, it's just been a very, very weird uh, NBA playoffs, and that's coming from a big basketball guy. It just hasn't been enjoyable like it normally is. It's it's weird. It is weird now, of course. We got to say it, right? We absolutely have to say it. There's someone missing in these playoffs, right? It always deserves to be said. NBA might have a problem on their hands when Mr. LeBron decides to retire. Yeah, definitely. But uh, that is not the only uh, playoffs going on. Tanner, let's hop in the NHL action. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm going to channel my inner old sports center and ask the bartender to bring me something on ice because we are going to the ice. Yes, right now we have the conference semifinals well underway in hockey. One put ticket has already been punched into the conference finals, and that, of course, being the Tampa Bay Lightning. I mean, the two-time Stanley Cup champions are – living up to their name. I mean, round one, they have a tough series against Toronto, able to squeak that out. Of course, Toronto, you know, their playoff history or recent playoff history. And uh, Tampa Bay was able to squeak that one out. But then they go against Florida, right? The battle for Florida, not the only in-state or in-province battle, but the battle for Florida, Panthers, Lightning. Panthers won the President's Cup as the most points in the regular season, in the hockey season, and just they just got whomped. Tampa Bay swept Florida, outscored them 13-3 to in the four games. Just absolutely brutal. Uh, Florida never scored two goals in one game. Uh, this is to – this is not the fault of their of their goal, goalie. So Sergei Bobrovsky was absolutely fantastic this entire series. He was just the only one on Florida that showed up, and Tampa Bay just kind of took care of business. And this was a, this was a weird series to look at, right, between uh, just – between the, the dichotomy of the back-to-back Stanley Cup champions versus the President's Cup winner. And it was a, it was a test of will. And I'd say the, uh, the team who's more battle-tested won that. So that one, not much of a series. But the other series in the Eastern Conference is, of course, my New York Rangers going, ag- going against newly, uh, newly minted Sam's Carolina Hurricanes simply because they're playing the Rangers but this series has been pretty good I mean game one was an absolute thriller Uh, New York scores in the first period not much scoring until the third period when Carolina and Sebastian Ajo is able to break through get one with two and a half minutes left in the game after Capococco one of the Rangers had a puck fall into a stick get a wide open net missed it they go to overtime and Carolina actually scores within the first five minutes of overtime with a team deflected puck right in front of Igor Shesterkin. So 
little tough luck for the Rangers there. Game two, not much scoring either. I mean, it was two ended up being two two nothing Carolina. One of them was empty net. Uh, just not a lot of offense from the Rangers or, or even the Hurricanes, for that matter. Then they went back to New York. New York kind of took care of business there. One one games three and four combined score seven to two. So New York with all the momentum, but they're going back to Carolina. And is there a more confusing team in the playoffs right now than the Carolina Hurricanes? I mean, we all know what they can do in the regular season. They're the number one team in the Metropolitan. They come out and they are six and zero oh at home in these playoffs. Just look, looking absolutely dominant and zero oh and five on the road against the Bruins and now the Rangers and frankly, haven't been in a ton of road games. So luckily for the, for the hurricanes, they do have home uh, home ice, almost at home court. They do have home ice in this series. So they can keep the trend who knows, but going out West Colorado looks like the team we all expected that uh, they have kind of taken care of business after, after a game two loss, to St. Louis when it seemed like St. Louis might be able to grab some momentum going back home, lose two in a row. Of course, that is without Jordan Biddington who got hurt the, uh, the goalie for St. Louis. So that's kind of had an effect on this series right now, right now it is three, one Colorado. I believe game five is currently underway three, nothing Colorado that series. And lastly, the best for last, the, battle for Alberta. I mentioned they were two in-state or in-province series. And boy, this one has been an absolute doozy. It's gotten everything you wanted. Physical play, an all-out brawl. That resulted from a check of a goalie. I mean, it's been great. Game one and 15 goals scored. I mean, you had a crazy comeback. Calgary gets off to that red-hot start. Edmonton fights and claws their way back only for Calgary to win in the third period. But since then, all Edmonton winning the next three games, 5-3, 4-1, and 5-3 again. Series going back to Calgary in a must-win uh, game six, and then or game five, and then a must-win game six, and then if it gets there, a must-win game seven at home for Calgary. So this is kind of the opposite of the, uh, the, the, the Heat Celtics, where every single game has been just absolutely incredible to watch, with the exception of game three, 4-1, kind of a – each game has been so fun to watch, so physical, so close, super fun. But we found ourselves in a 3-1 series. Yeah, it, that series has been a ton of fun. I've been telling people, if you're not a hockey fan, watch that one. The physicality of those two, it's a bitter rivalry. Yeah, they don't like each other. It, they do not like each other. It's a lot of fun. Uh, me and Tanner have been watching more uh, – more hockey lately and way more both enjoyed it a uh, lot lot better time than watching the nba if i do say so myself and it helps not only do you have these great games the comebacks the physicality the fights the bad blood you also have the best player to do it since wayne gretzky on the ice showing you exactly why he's regarded as the best player since wayne gretzky the stuff Connor mcdavid does on the ice absolutely insane this series has been no different. It's been a point machine. And the Oilers up 3-1 on the Flames. With that, that is our snapshot of the NBA and NHL. Let us know, which one are you following more closely? NBA, NHL. I mean, you know, 
you, you've heard our takes. I mean, we're both locked in on the NHL right now. Of course, it helps when your team is currently 2-2 in the Eastern Conference semifinals. But with that being said, I think it's time we go on the green. Pretty recently, we had the PGA Championship wrap up. Sam, talk to us about it. Who won? How did it go down? Yeah, so uh, Justin Thomas actually walked away with the PGA Championship last weekend, and it was a thrilling finish. Yes, in golf, a thrilling finish. Uh, Justin Thomas and Will Zatorius uh, were tied at minus five, go wrapping up the 18. So they actually win the playoffs, and Justin Thomas actually eked one out uh, with a playoff score of 11 against Will Zalatoris, so kind of a thrilling way to end the PGA Championship and a good pick-me-up for Justin Thomas. I mean, if, uh, forgive me if I'm wrong here. I'm For those of you listening, I am not a PGA Tour uh, uh, follower, um, but didn't, didn't the guy in, in like game in second like just have a freaking collapse in the yeah. last hole, like he just absolutely shanked a ball. Oh yeah. man, bro! How do you come back from that? Like Loki, you you fight all the way back. You're neck and neck, and you go to a playoff in your first hit. <laughs> the one, the freaking one hole playoff, and you're just like one hit, and you're like, oh, I'm screwed. Yeah. Like, this is over. Oh it's my tough. god, it's tough. That's to watch. terrible. That's terrible. Wow. Yeah, that that's Justin all. Thomas. Justin yeah, Thomas, Justin no. Thomas, congrats. Uh, that, that's just another quick snapshot of what's going on in the golf world. Um, Tanner, take me on the diamond, bud. That I will be very gladly. I'll be very glad to do. That's Those are English words. So now we are about, about a quarter of the way into the season. Teams have played about 40-ish games so far. Not much has changed since the last time we went on the diamond in terms of team success. I'm convinced the New York Yankees just don't lose baseball games. Uh, they are 30 and 13 right now. They're playing incredible. Plus 66 run differential. Absolutely dominant. Uh, down in the central, you got the Twins. I mean, living up to kind of the, the favorites in that division. I guess maybe you can say the White Sox were the favorite, but. Minnesota now 27 and 17 leading that AL central over in the AL West always seemed like it was Houston's to lose. Uh, the angels started out hot and I do think the angels will be a playoff team. Houston leading it out West in the NL, of course, the best team in baseball. No, I'm kidding. They're not the best team in baseball, but the New York Mets have a seven and a half game lead in the NL East, the largest division lead out of any team in baseball, they are 29 and 17. In the central, Milwaukee, 28 and 16, have a handle on things there. St. Louis, not too far behind, uh, only three and a half games behind. And of course, out west, the toughest division in baseball, the LA Dodgers taking care of business, 29 and 14 thus far. Only a one and a half game lead, though, on the San Diego Padres. Slam Diego is back. They're playing good baseball, really struggled at the end of last year. It was a team that a lot of people thought could do some damage. Brutal stretch to end it, but it looks like they're getting their mojo back. San Francisco won 107 games last year. They're sitting at 24-19 right now. And, yes, the freaking Arizona Diamondbacks, one of the worst rosters 
pound for pound rosters in baseball, 23 and 22. They are over 500. And the Colorado Rockies, another team, a lot of people did not expect to do well, 20 and 23. So that division is just absolutely stacked where the last place team who's nine games out of first is only three games under 500. Because some players are just playing out of their minds right now. I mean, leading the league in hits is Manny Machado, a guy who since signing that deal in San Diego, really his only standout year was that 2020 truncated season looking like his all-star self again. I mean, 60 hits thus far, he's hitting 361. If you're if you're a batting average guy, he's hitting 361. OPS up over a thousand, leading the league in hits. Go to the power numbers. I mean, this guy has been absolutely on a tear, which is particularly convenient since he did not get get his extension before the season. But Aaron Judge, man, this dude is absolutely incredible. 314 average for uh, batting average people out there. 17 home runs on the season. 34 ribbies. He is uh, slugging 692. Yes, slugging 692 with a 1.07 OPS. Absolutely gross. Um, In the RBI category, I mean, Jose Ramirez, the guy just hits. He's always hit. One of the most underrated players in baseball. He always hits. He's got 43 ribbies to start the season. Uh, Not too good for the Guardians thus far, but, uh, I mean, Jose Ramirez is Jose Ramirez. He's going to do what he does. Um, Leading the league in on-base percentage, an interesting one for those OBP guys, your, your Billy Beans out there. Luis Arias actually leads with 446 on base percentage. And then, of course, the big one, OPS. Sam, take a guess. Who leads in OPS? Man, I don't know, man. He's back. Mike Trout is back, ladies and gentlemen. I shouldn't know. And he has an OPS over 1,100, a (laughs) 1.129 OPS. He has 12 homers thus far. 26 ribeye steaks this dude is like i mean it's just like he's he's gone for a little bit people start putting otani over him on his team let alone in the league and he's just showing you that he is still the best player in baseball uh i just can't get over that over 1100 ops for a guy that a lot of people kind of forgot about somehow you've got him on mike trout but you did you put otani over him ah whatever but mike trout absolute stud and he's showing us again, fully healthy, just why he's been the best player for the last like decade. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I was like, when people were saying Shohei was better than Trout, I was like, did y'all just straight up forget about Trout? And how did that happen? But with injuries, it tends to do that. But yeah, Mike it's Trout, just, what guy? It's just one of the, like, one of the most upsetting things. But Mike Trout is one of the best talents in the game's history, you know, and, and, and he plays for the Angels. Like, it, it, he plays at – for your Central and Eastern timers, like 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock at night or when the games start. Like, yeah. he, he's never in market. The games start way too late. You just don't get to watch him play. You get to watch the highlights, which obviously don't carry as much weight. But, God, this dude is so much fun to watch, and I encourage you, if you can – Stay up. Maybe grab a Reddit stream or something and watch this guy play. Angels are a fun team this year. But God, he's, he's just so good. Yeah. And with that, that is our snapshot of kind of what's been going on over the past few weeks. NBA, NHL, 
PGA Championship, and of course, the MLB season. We're going to take a quick commercial break, but when we get back, we are going to jump into a Give Me Five, where we're going to be ranking the five worst uniforms in sports. And welcome back from that quick commercial break. Sam, let's break, break it down for me. Who has the worst uniforms in sports? So I think you're going to like my honorable mention. Uh, I'm going to go with the Iowa caucuses, a.k.a. Yes! The Iowa Cup. Yes! Yes! For those, for those of you who can't see, there is actually rocking an Iowa caucus uh, hat right now. But, oh, my God, it's so ugly. It's so, on the contrary. It's one, of the, it's one of the most automatic buys I've ever seen in a baseball hat. Or in life, one of the most automatic buys. But, yeah, so – Y'all are like, what are the Iowa caucuses? Um, the Iowa Cubs in 2019 decided to do a uh, little American theme. So Iowa caucuses, they're my honorable mention. Uh, number five, honestly, could be higher. Um, but I'm going to go with the sleeved jerseys of the NBA in 2013. Yeah. One of the worst decisions the NBA has ever made. Absolutely hideous. I mean, we've seen, we've all seen him. Um, LeBron, LeBron ripping, freaking ripping him, and he's got like freaking wings off the side of him. <laughs> so bad. Um, number four, I got the Seahawks neon green. Those first appeared in 2016. Just so ugly, so obnoxious. I remember, I think it was they played the Rams when they had the neon yellow, and it was just the worst thing to watch out there. Um, especially for the colorblind folk gang gang. Oh, geez. And uh, so that comes in at four. Number three, uh, perhaps the worst uh, NBA jersey uh, beside, without sleeves, um, the 2020 Dallas Mavericks City Edition jerseys. Now, for those who don't remember, imagine like a four-year-old does a little bit of graffiti and that says Mavs, and they throw it on a blue canvas. That is what with the, with a little lime green like. tint. Got to get a it lime was green tint. So there. bad. It it they were trying to do what Brooklyn did and just failed miserably. Because when when but, you think of Dallas, you think of graffiti. Yeah, right? graffiti, yeah. bright blue and neon. Uh, green. Yeah, yep. yeah, no, for no, sure that makes sense. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> uh, number two, I have a pretty unique one. The Norwegian curling team. Tara oh, Cassini. the suits. Oh, this, they the, are the, so the blue, The blue and red suits. Is that the yeah, one you're talking about? Yeah, so They're like those. checkered, striped. Yeah. They have the wildest design. So that is coming in at number two. I like the uniqueness. That's why it's not at number one. Number one, though, the Steelers bumblebee jerseys. Ah. Absolutely hideous. Oh. I think it would be better if they didn't have like those tan pants with it because it's like black, yellow, black, yellow, and then just tan out of nowhere. But yeah, the, I think the Steelers Bumblebee jersey is definitely one of the worst out there. What you got? Yeah, I mean, that's a respectable list. To be honest with you, you said one that I had that I was hoping you'd forget because I was hoping to, to remind you of this. But actually, my honorable mention. I also had an honorable mention, was the NBA sleeve jersey era. Um, it was just horrible. 
the every single alternate the the like the christmas day jerseys they all had sleeves on it for some reason and even the it was adidas who were making the jerseys at, at the time and even in college basketball the teams who had adidas were wearing sleeve jerseys in the tournament uh namely michigan and louisville remember those louisville yeah, like camo jerseys yeah, yeah right like russ smith and terry rogier rocking the freaking sleeve jerseys yeah bro it was absolutely awful so that is my honorable mention my number five is actually going to be the jacksonville jaguars color rush uniform if you remember when the jaguars not too long ago first off they made the absolutely ridiculous decision to wear a helmet that is half black half gold uh thank god they did away with that uh, they tried way too hard to to make something look cool when it just looked absolutely terrible but with that they wore a color rush jersey with the gold on the back side of their helmet as the jersey and the pants and my lord it was absolutely disgusting the the, the shade of gold they picked it was not gold metal shade gold it looked like baby vomit shade gold like it literally looked like crap like literal it was so bad like it was just absolutely gross gross shade put that all across the uniform and then the back of the helmet fading in the fading into black absolutely awful so so glad the jaguars did away with that because i genuinely believe the jaguars have some of the cooler branding in the nfl except for that era yeah number four is going to be another repeat i was on the color rush kick the seahawks color rush man just absolutely awful, way, way too bright. I mean, I got to squint watching the game. It also doesn't help that they've played the Vikings a couple times in those uniforms, of course, always one. <laughs> um, one of which was a last, like, last play of the game pass to DK Metcalf when they won. It was just absolutely pain. <laughs> uh, so every time I see those, I just get put in a bad mood. Those freaking new line green color rush. So that comes in at number four. Number three is going to be a throwback, not the Bumblebees, but it's going to be the Green Bay Packers throwback. The ones that are like blue with the yellow circle in the middle with the number and then like the freaking like burgundy red helmet. Like, what are we doing here, people? Like, is it, so I, I guess, like, I, no, I, I, I don't guess. And they have just like light tan gold pants like it, nothing yeah. about it goes together nothing about it works the only thing that i think semi works is the helmet because it's like leather color and i think they're trying to go back to like the leather yeah. helmet days which i get that's the only thing i get they're absolutely terrible the only reason they're not hired to be honest with you is because packers don't have great branding so the all the alternative option isn't that great either <laughs> yeah. and that's why number two jumped them this is actually the 2007 Eagles throwback. Yeah. They wore the light blue and yellow. Now this bothers the hell out of me because the Eagles have great branding. The green, the, 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 the wings on the helmet, like it all works great. I love the Eagles branding and they decided to throw in baby blue and yellow uh, with the weird, almost like wing like shape yeah. on the helmet, but not yeah. quite like what, what? Like, was that actually worn? I really want to know. Was that actually worn in the first place? And who okayed that as a throwback? I mean, it just uh -huh. was absolutely awful. Now, for some diversity, because, I mean, other than my honorable mention, my first four were all football. And I think, generally speaking, <laughs> football 
has some pretty bad misses in the uniform <laughs> yeah. department, more so Definitely. than the other sport. But number one, I am going back on the ice. The 1995 Los Angeles Kings throwback. Now, at this time for the Kings, they had just got someone, you may have heard of him, by the name of Wayne Gretzky. The franchise was kind of humming about that. And they go and they release the throwback jerseys that has like a bearded king on the like on like the chest. It's not even in the middle, like normal hockey jerseys are. It's like on the on the right side of the chest in some weird circular design. Yeah, Sam, Sam just looked them up. Yeah, bro, they're absolutely terrible. Gross. Absolutely awful. Like, just what are we doing here? Like, so bad. A bearded king with purple beard on the front right side. A white and black design with like a black loop i don't even know what you describe it as yeah just, just go look them up i'm sure we'll have them on our twitter page as well at crunch time underscore pod look up these jerseys please they are so so bad but for me these la kings ones really take the cake they're just absolutely hideous yeah that i i never heard, seen those and yeah that's uh i think that tops the bumblebee uh jersey bro they're so me. bad that's so bad like they could do wow. so many cool things with like the kings, the royal, the royalty, the you know, the monarch, but instead they just put this ugly ass king on this <laughs> ugly jersey. Uh and it's it, it even hurts more because it's a hockey jersey, and hockey jerseys are generally speaking so freaking cool. Like yeah. all the throwbacks and all the designs are so cool, and then they just swung and missed so yeah. bad. So so bad on these. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah, but. Like I said, we will have a graphic up with all of our least favorite jerseys. Let us know which ones are your least favorite. What are ones we missed? What are unique ones that you know that the public might not know about? Let us know. Respond to that tweet at crunchtime underscore pod. We want to hear from you who has the worst jerseys in sports. And with that, we are going to wrap up as we usually do with some questions. So first off, Lincoln Riley. Yes, the head coach for USC wants to know, should the Big Ten re- realign their divisions for the football season? I mean, simply put, yes. I mean, look at look at last year. Iowa had no business being at the Big Ten championship. And it seems uh, the more time goes on, the gap between this West and East division uh, continue. I mean, we had Ohio State at eight and one last year. Um, Michigan State had the was third in the East, and they uh, had the same uh, conference record as Iowa. So, I I think it is. I'd like to see the pod. Um, that's becoming more and more of a a, a response to this problem, but you. You obviously have to find two more teams there, but something needs to be done because having Michigan, Ohio State, Michigan State, and Penn State all in the same division uh, is ridiculous and just doesn't make much sense. While Iowa, Wisconsin, and Minnesota and Purdue are on the other side, just makes 
absolutely no sense. I think it's time for a realignment. Yeah, I mean, not only do I agree with you, I'm going to add more to it. Should the Big Ten realign? Absolutely. They have to. I mean, the Big Ten championship game has not been good for a while now. It's who's Ohio State in this past year, Michigan, going to womp in the Big Ten championship game. The last good one, honestly, might have been the Iowa-Michigan State that I'm like now throwing up in my mouth that I have brought up. But you said it, Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State, Penn State, all in the same bracket. Those are the best games of the Big Ten, and they're all getting played in the regular season. And you're, you're pitting up the, the winner of those four against. So far, since they went to that, it's been what? It's been Wisconsin, Iowa, Northwestern. I think Northwestern stuck in there one time. Yeah. And it's just been completely unfair every single time. Except, except you know, except for that one year that I choose to forget. But <laughs> absolutely, man. I, I don't hate the pod system. Um, one thing about the SEC who's implementing that pod system is that they – course are adding two more teams pushing their total to 16 big 10 sitting at 14 so it might be a little bit harder to work out the numbers but still you got to do something it's 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 not working you can't be just having key big 10 west games being wisconsin minnesota and iowa nebraska while out east the heavyweights are just beating the crap out of each other it it needs to change absolutely but if it doesn't i was the beneficiary so yeah it, another thing I'd like to bring up, I think it does take away from uh, the East Division in the championship. I mean, look at the past couple of seasons. The Big Ten has not performed well in the college football playoffs. And honestly, I think that is due to partially, obviously not all the reason, but not having a very tough opponent to prepare him for a team like Alabama. You know, you know, the, the SEC like week 11 cupcake game that everyone loves to climb. Yeah. The Big Ten, yeah, yeah, freaking Big Ten, Big Ten East gets a cupcake game in the freaking Big Ten championship game every year. That's hysterical. But I, I completely agree. It absolutely needs to change. Next question is from Dana Riley, uh, and that is, What's the best summer sport or activity? I'm a, I'm gonna go with a unique one though. Uh, I'm gonna go spike ball. Um, oh yeah, it's it's the best. You you can never get bored with it. You can play it anywhere really, um, and it's just a great time. And you only need like three other people. So so I, I think my vote's gonna go to spike ball here. I tell you what, that's a good one. I, honestly, my mind went right to like organized sports and I just completely disregarded the the lawn game at the barbecue with the pool right next to it where you get sweaty playing the game you take a jump right in the pool and get back up that is a great one I freaking love spike fall can jam another one that can go in that category definitely cornhole of course I am not going to go with a unique one because it's what I grew up doing in the summer and it is just so fun got to get on the diamond baby go and have a catch yes you go out and you have a catch. You don't play catch. You have a catch. And throwing the ball outside in the sun, taking a few swings, it, there's just nothing better, man. It, it, there's nothing better. Baseball is made for summer, and it's it, it's my favorite. It's my favorite activity to do for sure. So get on the diamond. Have yourself a catch. That's what you should do this summer. Or play spike ball. Or play spike ball. That too. Spike ball, can jam, cornhole. 
any of those long games. You know what? Do whatever you want. Play, play whatever activity you see fit this summer, but pay special attention to the ones we just mentioned, some of our favorite. And lastly, to round it out, this one from Ryan Kearney. Do you have an answer? <laughs> I, think, I think I do have an answer. It's just kind of the recency bias in my head, so I'll, I'll go ahead and take it. I mean, right now, what's, what's the main sport on my mind? And that's hockey. And I, I, do, I do have a Rangers jersey. Um, it was from the 2012 Winter Classic. Absolutely fresh jersey. One of my favorites I own, honestly. However, it is a Brad Richards jersey, not the most uh, well-known NHL player out there. And it wasn't a Ranger for long, but, and, and it's not just the classic diagonal Rangers jersey. And frankly, that's what I want. And right now, kind of the player who's been the leader of this Rangers team for a very long time, or since they announced the rebuild, Mika Zibanejad, man, he has been so good as a New York Ranger. From the minute the Rangers traded Derek Broussard out to Ottawa and got Mika Zibanejad back, uh, he's kind of been my guy. I've seen him the minute he got, he got here. And he's grown into a really nice player. He's been playing so well this postseason. I mean, our, our leading goal scorer, look at me, the Rangers leading goal scorer and point scorer in the playoffs. Uh, I was already thinking about getting something Mika Zibanejad because of him just being the, the kind of the, the consistent player in my Rangers fandom, but this playoffs kind of sealed the deal that I think I am definitely getting something Mika Zibanejad. So I'm going with the classic blue Rangers Mika Zibanejad as my next, my next year. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. Uh, I, I'm going to go with a hypothetical Jersey. Um, my guy from Iowa, Keegan Murray could be drafted by the Oklahoma State Thunder NBA team. So I, I'm hoping that happens. Um, so should, I think, I think that's going to be my answer. You should create a custom Jersey right now and buy a number 15 Murray Thunder Jersey and just yeah. put it in into existence. Into existence. I like it. I like it. But yeah, that, uh, yeah, that's an interesting, I mean, I have so many jerseys and like, I have all my favorite players. So it's not like, uh, give me me this guy that i don't have um maybe a mellow ball jersey uh big fan of his i already have lonzo's so why not add the ball which which, which you gotta get what the buzz city one i i like the pinstripe they wear which one like the The white white, i think i like the white good answer good answer bro because i honestly i love the white pinstripe i do not like the teal pinstripe at all but the white pinstripe does look good so I'll give you that. And, I mean, I did just uh, announce my fandom to the Nashville Preds. Yeah, we've got a a newly minted hockey fan. So, he's going to live in the the time when they made the Stanley Cup finals. Get a, what, a P.K. Subban jersey or – Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Throw it back. Throw it back. That's a good question, though. Awesome. Yeah, that, that is a great question. Thanks, Ryan, for that. He's actually the host of Roadie on the Horn podcast. Go check them out. Tell them Crunch Time sent you. Yeah, go give them a listen. Uh, great guys. They do a great job breaking down what's going on in sports. So with that, that is going to do it with episode 53 of Crunch Time. Make sure to give us a follow on Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram at Crunch Time underscore pod. 
The time, unfortunately, has run out on this episode, but we'll see you in the next one on Crunch Time.